what is good people my name is panache and i am a certified autoimmune holistic nutrition specialist accredited through afpa which is a really pristine institution what a certified autoimmune holistic nutrition specialist does is i am not a medical professional i do not diagnose i do not treat i cannot cure or prevent any illnesses all i can do is steer you onto the right path so you can make your own decisions on how you want to live i have the tools and you just have to turn into the builder now gentle aggression is the name of my company well gentle aggression llc i launched this company almost a year ago and the intention of launching this company was to help people through fitness information or fitness advice per se and nutritional advice so people can live a better and healthier life i have seen what it has done for my life and for my surrounding circles people who i have enlightened or people who i have talked to or spoken to or even people who have come to me to seek nutritional or fitness advice have seen a change so I decided, why not? Why not launch a podcast? That way I can vent to the world and the world can vent to me. <laughs> so what is this podcast about? That's the first thing. The podcast is called The Gentle Aggression Podcast. And this podcast is about any and everything besides political matters. We do not do that here. <laughs> but it is all about nutrition it's all about overall wellness so we us in nutrition have the seven dimensions of wellness you know those seven dimensions need to be adhered to for someone to be living to be so somehow healthy or live a fully holistic life that's the term wellness so in some terminology health is uh, identified as the lack or the absence of disease but in autoimmune nutrition or holistic nutrition wellness um, health is something else and this is what this podcast is about we're about to dive in into those things that you know they're just shallow and we're gonna make a dip dig deeper into it to make sure we are living a better and healthier life so like i said i'm a certified autoimmune holistic nutrition specialist so i cannot treat i cannot diagnose i cannot heal or prevent any diseases because i'm not a medical professional i am though somehow a nutritional consultant what that means is i can give you nutritional advice now backtracking to what this podcast is about we are about to talk about anything uh, coming to societal issues, cultural issues, gender issues, um, a lot of things I have personally experienced through the first person narrative and the third person persona, through a lot of different people, different circles. You know, I come from Zimbabwe and I'm going to touch on that real quick, but I come from a third world country, which is all the way in Africa. And coming to America, I feel like I have experienced what poverty, 
looks like and what luxury per se looks like. Now, poverty, not the poverty that is projected on TV. I mean, somehow in some areas of Africa, that is true. But I hate the fact that we are portrayed as um, barbaric or portrayed as illiterate, whereby Africans are one of the most etiquette, eloquent, and most educated people out there. So coming back to touch on that, this podcast, Gentle Aggression is an oxymoron, or it is a personification of my personality. I am gentle in the sense that I'm kind. I'm very soft-spoken, very timid sometimes. Um, I grew out of that. (laughs) Very rounded, very friendly, cultured, you know, aggression or aggressive in the sense that I am a no BS type of person. For me, it's clear cut and I'm blunt. So I'm going to tell you the truth as it is. If you don't like it, I mean, that's your own baby to carry. You have your own um, understanding of what I said. If you perceive that in a certain manner, well, like I said, that's your own baby to carry. But the aggressive side really was exposed in my fitness life. And I never knew that. I started working out as a form of escapism for my stress, anger, um, trauma, a lot of anger, to be honest. Lifting weights helped me get rid of a lot of anger. (laughs) And some people would relate to this, a lot of men, to be honest. But I needed to feel all that negative energy, resentment, anger, anguish. it was it, it was a lot to do with, and sometimes I even, when I try to think of it and talk about it, it arouses very strong emotions in me. But I had to turn away from being that person because I was tired of being angry. So I wanted to find a better outlet. So working out was that outlet for me. So let's, tell, let's start with my story. Like I said, I'm from Zimbabwe, which is a country in Southern Africa. And we are landlocked. What that means, we don't have any access to seaports or any large water bodies. And at some point, we were the breadbasket of Africa. For that, we, we used to provide grains, minerals to a lot of African countries. Right now, uh, we have a huge lithium deposit right now in Zimbabwe. <laughs> and the crazy thing is we had, I think... We were the second most educated country in Africa uh, back then during the Rhodesian times. But nonetheless, that's where I come from. And if you were to Google right now, the way Zimbabwe is presented, it's semi-accurate. I mean, I went to boarding school. So I don't want to skip stories coming from Zimbabwe. I am the firstborn of six. I have two brothers and three sisters. Now, I'm 25 years old. The burden of the firstborn is not to be taken lightly. I mean, for my part, because I was raised by my grandma. So, you know, grandma taught me right. And I want that right that was raised, the right in me to be seen by how I portray myself to my siblings. 
So I want to be a good example in short. So sometimes, you know, some decisions, things that I have to do, or I have to consider like, what are my siblings going to look at or what are my siblings going to do or how am I going to come off on any platform or anywhere so I'm very cautious about my actions but that burden is is it's very real and the struggle is real but you know had strong leadership qualities so I'm a born leader I'm a born leader so being the first born of six I moved to America four years ago and well coming up five now and coming here is definitely the best thing to ever happen to me it i feel like this is the second best thing to ever happen to me the first thing to ever happen to me was going to boarding school and let me correct that a christian boarding school i went to lindera shout out moodsy hornbill all the way in the Bundu Indira High School. We were all the way in Zone 4, which was one of the hottest regions, still is out there. Some may say our school was not meant to be a school. It wasn't meant to be a game park. But, you know, the first thing that ever, the best thing that ever happened to me was going to boarding school. And I'm so grateful to my grandma, to my dad, to my family, my uncles. Every single one who was present in my upbringing, I came from a really good family. I come from a really good family. So don't think when I talked about trauma, it's a matter of um, family issues. No, it's just me as being a young man, not understanding a lot of things. I had to deal with a lot of things. I had to raise myself. So I had to um, show myself right from wrong or teach myself right from wrong. So coming to boarding school. I was 11 years old when I was sent to boarding school. At 11 years old, I was sent to a place, this place I, I just described briefly, where it was hot, etc., etc., and I never knew anyone. So boarding school for us worked like this. You three months, um, so three months in school, one month off school on holiday and back. So technically, if we were to do the math, you're in school nine months out of the year and you're only on holiday for three months now that means you're leaving at school basically you're leaving at school and you're being raised at school now how does that look i mean i was 11 years old and the first day the first week i mean first week someone took a dump in front of the door at the boys hostel and our boarding master decided that if no one is going to tell or snitch, <laughs> it was going to beat all of us. So at 11 years old, I got a beating I've never got in my whole life. And I'm sitting there and I was crying because I was like, damn, my grandma really left me in this vicious place with all these animals. <laughs> these teachers out here are not, <laughs> they're not friendly. But it was, it was for the best because Panache, well, I was known as Craig in boarding school, but I feel like that's when Panache was really birthed. That's what, that was the upbringing of Panache. And the reason why I use Panache is because it, 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 it symbolizes where I come from, my culture. A lot of people, when they say, oh, your name sounds French. No, it's not Panache. I, I get it 
like s you put a c instead of an s but it it's authenticity it represents what i stand for that's why people who knew me as craig even when i came here have a different um understanding of who i am now because that was just me trying to find myself my true identity now is panache so in boarding school i was I had um, multiple leadership positions. So I was in boarding school for six years. And those six years, I cannot tell you the story in, <laughs> in as much time as we have because you won't be able to digest all of it. But let me give you a scenario here. Um, in boarding school, this is how my day started. At 4 a.m., the boarding master is coming to wake us up. You know, you wake up, you take a bath. You, you wear your uniforms, you eat whatever snack or breakfast you have there. And then at six, we're going to porridge, which is what we call porridge. You have to go and eat before you go to class and start class at like seven. And then from there, you're, cla you're at class learning, you're at school. Um, we had tea time or break time, which was around 10. So you'd go to break. After that, school would finish like around three or four. And then... 6 p.m. we're having dinner from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. we are in study compulsory study so look at it like this people portray or whatever boarding school is portrayed as a place of discipline i believe boarding school is a place of craftsmanship you are given tools to craft yourself to the being you want to be you're not being forced you do have to adhere to certain rules but you can live and be the best version of yourself. So boarding school for me, crafted me to be a leader. It crafted me to be resilient. It crafted me to be determined. It crafted me to be the very fluid in the nature of personality. I'm very flexible, even though I don't like talking to a lot of people. I mean, having a conversation with me, if I don't like you, I'm not going to speak to you. I'm very dissentful of personalities. So if I pick up some form of bad vibe from you, me and you are not going to sit down and have a conversation. But that's what boarding school was for me. I would be um, hanging around with the rebellions. <laughs> we used to call them Nubu. The rebellions, I was, I was there low-key doing something. The geniuses per se because i had a lot of positions i was the president i was the president of the debate and public speaking club i think vice president will say president of the toastmasters club president of the youth church members club i'm forgetting it was not a club it was actually part of the church infrastructure uh, oh it was a christian boarding school my fault it was a christian boarding school it was under the united methodist church so it was a Christian boarding school. What does that mean? Sundays. Sundays you are in church. Yes. It it was <laughs> it was like you're living at home with no parents, just babysitters who are being paid to whoop you and sharpen your intellectual abilities and physical abilities to the best to the best best you could be. <laughs> Which was, you know. I appreciated it, but it came with, um, it was a lot. 
definitely it was a lot with all the good things boarding school came with it was a a lot of it was a spiritual warfare with you so where there is good there's going to be bad and where there is a christian infrastructure you're going to hear um a lot of bad things per se and a lot of people don't believe you know in demons and all of that i'm not going to speak or touch on that but i experienced the whole spiritual uh spiritual warfare type environment and to be honest it 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 groomed my spirit my relationship with god got closer and stronger in the six years I was in boarding school, I was my most vulnerable because I was able to rely on him instead of my own capabilities. But also, I was able to to build something for myself, a reputation, because I was the vice head boy, which which is like a it's like a student body president, vice president. So all of those responsibilities fell upon me, and you know I did well in school etc etc skip to my final year in um, boarding school i was like i said i had all those positions and i thought i was going to be the best in my class what happened is the power got to my head i was very pompous confidence is an understatement i was arrogant <laughs> sometimes i still am <laughs> but now at least i have the facts to back out my, my arrogance but um I was very arrogant, very strong-headed. And with me having multiple uh, leadership positions, I felt like I deserved, you know, to be to be him. I was him Jones during that time. And then this happened is um we wrote my uh, final exams and I failed. Well, technically I wouldn't say failed. I did not get the grades I expected to get or the grades anyone expected from me look at that <laughs> i destroyed well not i destroyed i was able to neglect my personal goals and what people had for me so from then on i had a saying always have high hopes but low expectations because my expectations were way high but when they crashed the day i picked up my results i cried i really did and it hurt because I put in the work. I used to go to um, class to study at like 10 p.m. Would take, I think it was called uh, this stimulant. I'm forgetting what it is. And would be up until like 6 a.m. Studying for real. Up for like eight plus hours studying. I wrote notes. I, I was good at critics. I did divinity, history, and literature. So I am very articulated. I, and I'm very um, critical. I'm a very critical thinker. So in my head, I'm, I'm assessing the situation. I'm just like, there's no way I'm going to fail. Come the results, I failed and it broke me. It broke me. It broke me for a very long time. I was disappointed in myself. Um, that was the first time I let myself down. That was the first time I let the people watching me down. But that was the first time I ever had to humble myself because that failure came with a lesson of humility. So ever since then, I've always, you know, always had high hopes and, and low expectations about a lot of things in life. But now that I came here, all that hard work, that mindset, that go-getter, that 
you know, I'm here to survive type of mentality. Because don't get me wrong, Dendera was good, but Dendera was hot. Dendera was hot. Dendera had um, a malaria outbreak. We used to drink water from the dam. In that dam, there was a crocodile. So literally, we'll be at the edge on the other side of the dam, taking a shower or bathing. Some people over there are drinking the water and a crocodile literally you can see laying on the rock. So imagine, and we did not even think of it like that, like, oh, this is scary. Oh, this is dangerous. We were there to survive. There are situations whereby in winter we did not have water at the school, so we had to go to the dam to, to, uh, to, take a, to bathe, and people would catch frostbites. But you, we had to survive. It, it, was a, it was survival of the fittest. Your body had to, had to be conditioned. You had to be resilient mentally, spiritual, spiritually, and physically. And intellectually, you had to be really resilient. And being put in such a battlefield uh, situation, it helped me find what type of better strategy I want. And in life, it helped also transpire, uh, translating to here, it helped me come here and say to myself, whatever I went to boarding school, there's nothing I would go through here in America that's worse, to be honest. I know people, I feel like people here are privileged. You know, they're privileged to complain about not having, oh, I don't have this, oh, I don't. We did not even have basic necessities. We would study with a candle, would go to the dam and drink um, water from a dam where there's cow dung. Like you might would have died from that water if you were just a regular person, but we never did. And we had to eat all this food, which was, I mean, oof. Imagine one of my friends. Shout out to V Beats, <laughs> caught anthrax from the food, from the meat which we were given. So this it's it's crazy. Like you you are in a situation whereby it's 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 a world war it's a world war ex, well world war Z or whatever situation. But we were able to attain our education. We were able to devote time to God every Sunday. You know, we had church and we would be in church present in one, one accord. People who never have met, but we were able to set our difference aside. That's what tells you that society and religion are meant to be. Come to boarding school. I graduated, you know, disappointment, etc., etc. And I had, to, I had to learn through those disappointments. I had to craft myself and be like, I am going to stop being my first um, letdown or I'm going to, I'm going to, I made my, a promise to myself that I'm going to, that's, that was the last time I would ever disappoint myself by lack of preparation. And that's what I've been moving with here in 2024. I'm going to, I'm going to stop disappointing myself because of lack of preparation. I would rather be well prepared and it's not work out well whatever I'm working on or whatever it be. So that's my story. Um, my life has, you know, come to America four years. I've been here for four years, coming up five years. The first thing I was working at TJ Maxx, a lady walked up to me. She had my accent. She's like, oh, she took, she, she, she stared at me and I knew a dumb question was coming. She's like, oh, do you guys live in trees? I'm just like, um, I didn't ever respond. I'm going through these scenarios in my head. I'm like, should I tell her 
I have a butler who's a monkey and we live in a tree and my name is Tarzan and we use we skip rope with anacondas you know I'm just like the education system here portrays Africa or Africans as somehow barbaric um, uncivilized and you know that's why I'm here to prove a point I'm here to stand for a whole ethnical group not just me <laughs> so this podcast is to educate people about the african culture to educate people about my credentials as a certified autoimmune holistic nutrition specialist like i said i cannot give you um diagnosis i cannot treat i cannot prevent or cure what i can do is hand you the tools through nutritional conversations through fitness conversations i'm actually working to get my personal training certification through nasm which is really amazing because like i said working out for me came at a moment at a point in my life where as a man i felt like i did not know my purpose i was so angry i was so lost and i'm so grateful that i did not turn to drug abuse i did not turn to gangs i did not turn to sexual immorality i turned to fitness as an outlet and it really built a foundation and discipline in me that's why i feel like i i can talk about fitness apart from it being physically um beneficial i can talk to it talk about it being mentally and spiritually beneficial and then the nutritional part once i did my fitness like i really lift heavy weights i did not gain weight then i had to assess the nutritional value or the nutritional um information i had to see what 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 was going wrong so once i got to that part and i fully rounded my uh, balance my fitness with my nutrition i went from being 147 pounds to the heaviest i've been was like 175 so my goal for this year is to be 185 before my birthday in august and 185 fully rounded i'm working on being a boxer i did muay thai for a little bit but boxing is one of my big things uh for my nutritional business i am launching um meal plans now like i said i cannot recommend all of the um i cannot give uh what's it called i can i can only act as a nutritional consultant so these meal plans are approved by dietitians like the ingredients not the meal plans the ingredients are approved by dietitians i was just able to compile the right information and present to you a meal plan that's going to help with inflammation in the in the body different organs inflammation in our arms because i suffered a lot of infl- inflammation in my wrist and in my knees uh my knee used to actually swell up but when i started um squatting with barbell squats the inflammation disappeared but it also coupled with my eating habits so the gentle aggression podcast we are going to talk about everything this is you know these conversations are for young adults um and also older people because some people have never heard the information i'm giving out a lot of people have never heard the information i sometimes have never heard the information i'm giving out because i don't i don't like talking like that i'm very introverted only people who know me would be like oh he's a extra introvert or whatever they call them but I I found the podcast way as a way to vent to the world and I decided to to take it upon myself to take the initiative 
of of doing it and i appreciate the audience whoever is going to listen to this um let this be just uh, an inspiration that wherever you are in life you can always change you can always change life is what you make it and i know people have heard that but life is what you make it and in life you are handed tools and you have to decide what you want to do with those tools that's why i'm here to give you those tools and i'm just here to to educate the masses i'm no activist i do not do that <laughs> but these conversations are conversations that a lot of people are either too afraid to indulge in because it's very true we are afraid of uh the truth that's why a lot of people you know divert from from listening to certain things because it attacks their personality and it attacks who they are so they don't want to hear that they don't want to hear the bad stuff about them but it, it's when you take that bad and you turn it to good that you fully achieve that high level of self-awareness so thank you for tuning in today whoever is going to get a hold of this my contact information uh it's going to be in the bio look up my instagram page to see what i do look up my tiktok page to see um different people or different workouts i'll be doing but this is not the end this is the beginning this is the genesis the genesis of uh, a way 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 bigger podcast so i just decided to introduce myself let people know about my background in this first episode the coming up episodes are going to be um, more nutritionally um, saturated and more fitness saturated so thank you for tuning in this is your boy panache take care be gentle with your body yet aggressive with your dreams